Hello and welcome back to Talkin' Moto. Today we got the Glendale recap that just happened over the weekend. Not as crazy, not as many pileups as we saw in Detroit, but still lots of fun, lots of good racing like always in Glendale. So we're going to jump right on into it. This week again they started with the 450s going first all the way until the main events where then the 250s went first with the quick turnaround in the 250 LCQ to the 250 main but other than that schedule stayed the same from Detroit which is still a little bit surprising knowing how some of the riders felt about it and that some of the riders especially I know Chase Sexton mentioned that he wasn't a fan of it he wishes they could go back to how it has been for the past I don't know how many years forever really since they introduced the 450s it's always been 250s first and then 450s and everything <clears throat> but speaking of Chase Sexton he did have a practice crash this past week that left his left hand he had a bone contusion which in normal people words that's a bone bruise so he was dealing with that over the weekend and he was able to survive. That's all he was trying to do was just survive through Glendale, get to this week off that we got coming up here. So he was able to do that. And starting off the day, Jordan Smith, your 250 fastest qualifier, and Jason Anderson, excuse me, was your 450 fastest qualifier. So two two quick guys. Smith, of course came in sharing the red plate with Levi Kitchen, but sharing no more after this week, but we'll get into that later, obviously. So let's just jump right in here to 450 Heat 1, where we saw Kickstart Kenny coming back, resurrecting his career, maybe. A little bit late for that, maybe. Who knows? But it had uh, Ken Roxon and Malcolm Stewart up front for first little bit. Ken Roxon was able to get into the lead pretty fast. Freezy did pull the whole shot there. So, interesting to see him back. Didn't hear anything about why Freezy was out of the Detroit Supercross, but he was back here in Glendale. And so, he, he pulled the whole shot. Kenny and Malcolm got by him quick. Ken Roxon was able to get by Malcolm Stewart quick after that. And then Kenny... Just kind of checked out and left. Left everybody back. Uh, winning by 8.3 seconds over second place Malcolm Stewart. And Jet got his first taste of Vince Freezy. He kind of struggled to get around Freezy for a while. And then he came up on that big triple after the long 16 jump rhythm lane that they had. Case that Jet was able to get around Vince Freezy in the end though to end up in third that's Jet Lawrence he almost caught uh, Malcolm Stewart and then like I said just surviving Chase Sexton gets out of there with a fourth place Dylan Ferrandis did crash late was able to pick it up had a big buffer was able to pick it up and cross in seventh to get that automatic transfer spot so heat went heat won Win went to Ken Roxon. Like I said, nothing nothing too crazy happened in there. He was able to just 
do what Ken Roxon does, got up front and just started sprinting and getting away from everybody. And then in uh, 450 Heat 2, the Cowboy, Aaron Plessinger, pulled the whole shot. He led wire to wire, nothing really crazy with him. He was able to go out there and get a gap and maintain the gap. And so he he won in the end by 2.7 seconds. He had it up to about 4 at one point. Maybe he was just kind of easing it in, not pushing too hard. But good to see Plessinger get back to the top heat race win. You know, he's this year he's, he's absolutely killing it in heat races. But uh, also in... Heat 2, Hunter Lawrence on that uh, HRC Honda. He was able, he's getting his starts back down. He was up in second for a bit, and then Anderson got him, and then he had a he had a little battle with Eli Tomac where Eli was able to eventually get him after, after a long battle, really, on this long track that we had in Glendale. It was a long battle. But Eli was able to get past Hunter. Cooper Webb put in a hard charge towards the end. And then uh, Justin Barsha, sixth place. He he seemed to struggle quite a bit here in Glendale in not only his heat race, but also the main event. Just wasn't wasn't the Justin Barsha we're used to seeing, really. Especially as of late, I feel like he's been doing really good lately and now kind of struggled a little bit in his heat race coming through. So that that's really it with the, um, the 450 heat races. Interesting thing was Shane McElrath did have a really good start in heat too. He was up in second place. And then he fell all the way down to 11th, not transferring into the main from the um, from the heat race. But he was able to, he was able to get through in the LCQ. So that that was good to see, like always. So now let's switch gears a little bit here, and we'll get into the 250 heat races. Kind of the same thing. Not a whole lot happened in the 250 Heat 1 as Levi Kitchen, like I said, he was one of your points leaders coming into this. Tied with Jordan Smith. Him and Smith were in different heat races. So Levi Kitchen pulled the whole shot. Oldenburg tried to put a little bit of pressure on him as long as he could. Mitchell Oldenburg, that is, tried to put pressure on Levi Kitchen. Couldn't do it really. Levi cruised it in for a win. Nothing really too crazy in this heat race happened. But like I said, Levi feeling good. Wins his heat race. And uh, Julian Beaumare and Juju, the young rookie, fourth place in the heat race as long as, as well as another young guy, Ryder Francisco. Is it Frisco or Francesco, I'm not sure. One of the two, but two young guys getting split by the old veteran Phil Nicoletti. And so, yeah, Heat 1, kind of boring. Not too much going on here. 
But Heat 2, we had some interesting things. We had a red flag. Nate Thrasher, your leader. He was up front leading, clicking off laps. And then over at the end of the long rhythm lane there, right before that triple that I mentioned about jet casing, in that rhythm lane, just gets bucked up, flying through the air, smacks his back on the edge of that triple jump in between the rhythm lane and the triple between the tough blocks just laying there wasn't able to get up and off the track on his own so he needed the alpine star medical crew to come in and help him off and so they did have to red flag that which everyone up front in that situation obviously is not a fan of but Hopefully Nate Thrasher will be okay. I am unsure if he's posted anything as of yet. I'll take a look and I'll let let you guys know if he posted anything, posted any updates. But yeah, red flag, full restart because there was not three laps completed. And then after the restart, Jordan Smith... Your other points leader coming into this race was able to pull the whole shot. Joe Shimoda seemed like he found something a little bit here in this Glendale dirt. Seemed a little bit more comfortable. And he yeah, he qualified fifth, so he was good. He was fast all day. And keep kept Jordan Smith very honest. Almost the entire um, 250 heat too. Kept him real honest. And Smith was able to just keep Shimoda behind him. Them two, they pull in first and second in this restarted 250 heat too. With RJ Hampshire right behind them as well. And then there was a bit more of a gap going back to Garrett Marchbanks. Who's, who did have... Quite a bit of success earlier in the year in Anaheim and some of the mud races. So, there was that. 450 LCQ. Moving on to that. Not not a lot happened, to be honest. When I say not a lot happened, I mean basically nothing interesting happened in the 450 LCQ. Besides Shane McElrath who got the good start in the 250 Heat 2, or 450 Heat 2, excuse me, got the good start there, dropped to 11th. He was able to come out and win his last chance qualifier. So, now going to the uh, 250 LCQ, and just like 250 Heat 2, we had another red flag and so that that red flag was I do not I don't remember who uh, who that was caused for but one thing to note Nate Thrasher was not able to line up for the 250 LCQ so his night was done after that big crash in his heat race he wasn't able to go keep uh, keep racing 
in the night show. So obviously we're we're all hoping that he's able to heal up a little bit. And so they got a long break coming up here. And yes, okay, so Nate Thrasher did post. Um, pretty gnarly crap. Did go to a local hospital. He said he just had uh, a bone bruise and a concussion, which obviously concussions aren't very aren't very good to deal with. And so he did say he'll be back in Seattle, which is the next time the 250 West will be lining up. So all good news there from Nate Thrasher, kind of like uh, Jeremy Martin in Detroit. Good news coming out, good injury news coming out of that Yamaha camp, that Star Racing Yamaha camp. So now, 250 main event. There was quite a bit of action going on in this one. Uh, Levi Kitchen able to pull a whole shot with his tied in points. Jordan Smith rival was right behind him. RJ Hampshire, another championship guy in third place. And there was so much action going back and forth between um Levi Kitchen and Jordan Smith. I put the time down here. So at 13.03, Levi Kitchen gets passed by Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith takes the lead. At 12.50, Kitchen makes a pass back by Jordan Smith to regain the lead. And so we got Kitchen 2, Smith 1. And then after the whoops, Smith slides out. Or no, after the sand, excuse me. After the first sand section there, right when he's about to go back across the back across the start straight, Smith slides out a little bit. RJ was able to go to the lead at this point, and Kitchen then pulls in P2. And so then Smith tried to make a late race push towards uh, Levi Kitchen. And then he did go down once again. So two crashes for Jordan Smith in this main event. He ends at P4. So obviously he loses the the uh, the red plate to Levi Kitchen, who pull, who finishes in second place, right behind your winner again, R.J. Hampshire. Your first. Uh, repeat winner here in the 250 West class, R.J. Hampshire, after he won a one, won the opening race, and then won this past race this last weekend. So your first repeat winner, R.J. Hampshire, he seemed to be able to just kind of, once he got to the lead, he, he was able to just go and just ride his own race, do his own thing. And then the podium... Gets a warm welcome from Joe Shimoda for the first time this season. He comes in in third place, rounding out the round out the podium there in Glendale. It's it's real nice and refreshing <clears throat> to see Joe Shimoda get back on the podium. 
because he he came into this series as a big championship uh, contender looking to win the championship, and it just it didn't start good in California for him, going down too much, too often, bad starts, and then you could you could. You could say mud races and triple crowns. There was a lot of other things going on. But still, as a championship contender, you saw Levi Kitchen. You saw Jordan Smith. And a little bit the same of RJ Hampshire. They were able to just go with whatever the race was thrown at them and excel. And it didn't seem like Joe Shimoda was able to do that. But... Obviously, we're all hoping that he's found something inside that uh, HRC team, found something positive that they can all move forward and keep going. Because obviously, we all love to see Joe Shimoda on top, especially with how strong he ended last season. Heck, I thought he was going to win the championship this year, but I, I think... I think championship might be out for um for Joe Shimoda. I don't I don't think he'll be able to um I don't think he'll be able to pull the championship out being 74 He's got 74 points. Your points leader Levi Kitchen has 106. So, yeah, Joe Shimoda's down by 32 already. And then you got uh, Jordan Smith, only down by four. R.J. Hampshire, only down by five. So this has really become a tight three-man race here for this uh, 250 West Championship. So that's going to be real interesting to see if anyone can find anything during the break to come back their last half their season. And if they can find anything extra or small, maybe. I mean, Joe Shimoda, I guess, mathematically, he's not out of it. He's He's got a hope and a prayer left in him. That's what he's going to need. But, um, yeah, it's going to be... I know RJ mentioned that he's going to be riding the 450 during the break. So I don't know if he's going to be doing what Jet did last year and Moving up to the 450 for outdoors and then the SMX playoffs as well. But he said he's going to ride the 450 for a little bit. And then a couple weeks before uh, Seattle, which will be their next race, he said he's going to jump back on the 250. So he said he probably won't race the 450 during the break, but he, he didn't say he won't. He only said probably, so there's a chance. A small chance, I guess, that we see RJ maybe in uh, Daytona. That'd be fun to see. But, yeah, you got got your new single points leader in Levi Kitchen. Up four on Jordan Smith. So this championship is really starting to to take shape here. And uh, even fourth place in... Garrett Marchbanks having 87 points, that making him 19 points down. That's 
that's a tough hill to climb. So I think it's I think it's coming between Levi, Jordan, and RJ. So that's going to be exciting to see how their championship wraps up. But we still got plenty more racing before we got uh, championships to be looking into. So now we can jump into the uh, the 450 main event where we saw none other than Ken Roxon pulled the whole shot and said goodbye to the rest of the field. He did have Aaron Plessinger right there, right behind him in second place, but oh, oh, oh Aaron just tucked the front end early too, so he went from second place and then crashing that early, dropped all the way down to 19th, but was able to come fight his way back. Aaron Plessinger finishes 10th, so going from 2 down to 19, back up to 10th. Very impressive ride. Obviously, he won his heat race. Not as convincingly as Roxon won his heat race, but still won his heat race. Still looking fast. And um, it just sucks to see. Sucks to see the crash happen there. And so, um, Webb and Freezy... Like I said, Freezy was back this week. Is a little bit off screen. And then Webb just kind of ran Freezy off the track. He Cooper Webb gave Vince Freezy negative track space. Cooper Webb took all the track space, ran Freezy wide. Probably the cleanest altercation Vince Freezy's been in since he was like... 13 years old on a dirt bike track but still it was good to see good to see someone kind of take it to freezy and just maybe maybe set him straight a little bit so he hasn't done anything too crazy this year so far oh no i take that back he did do something early in california i can't recall exactly what it was shoot that's going to bug me now. But, um, yeah, Cooper Webb running Freezy off the track. Not, not viciously, but not, but not very nicely. I'll say that. That's for sure. And, um, Webb, Co <clears throat> Cooper Webb started going backwards a little bit towards the middle part of that, uh, main event. He he had a decent start. He started around fifth, I think, ended in seventh. But um, Chase Sexton, like I said, survival mode, ends in ninth place. He had the points lead coming into the night, and then the practice crash really hurt him. So he was not able to end the night with the points lead. His old teammate. Jetson Lawrence, who finished third place, was able to take the points lead away from him by six points. So now it's Jet 117, Chase Sexton two down, 
And then Aaron Plessinger still up there. Top three. Only by one point, though. Uh, by, what is this? Oh, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, Jet, 117 points. And then Plessinger in third place, down by nine points. And then Cooper Webb in fourth, down by ten. And then Jason Anderson in fifth, down by eleven. So, three, four, and five. Goes 9, 10, and 11 points down to Jet. But we're not done talking about this 450 main event. Like I said, Ken Roxon, whole shot. And Ken Roxon did exactly what he did in Indianapolis last year when he won that race. He whole shot, wire to wire win. Never really had anything too crazy go on. And then same thing with Jason Anderson. Really just kind of just had a good solid ride. Wasn't able to catch up to Kenny. Didn't let anybody else catch up to him though. So Jason Anderson back on the podium. Second place. And then the battle we all wanted to see this off season, And so far this whole season it was... Jet coming up through the field and then coming up on Eli Tomac. It did take him a bit to get by Eli, kind of like what happened in the uh, in the heat race with him and with Jet and Freezy because Jet did case that exact same triple that he cased in the heat race, cased the same one while chasing down Eli Tomac. But he was able to get by Eli and um, cruise in for a third place finish. And Eli is nice to see come fourth after you went from third place. Dropped all the way down to 10th in Detroit. He was in third place in Glendale. And only dropped the one position to fourth place. So it's really nice. Hopefully Eli's fitness is coming back into form. And there's nothing too crazy that everyone should be worried about. But I, I still think this might be the last year of Eli Tomac with just how everything's playing out. It's not the same. Eli, even Jet said that in the, uh, in the press conference after. He said it was it's nice to catch and pass Eli Tomac, even though it might not be the same beast that he has been in the past. Still nice to catch and pass him. And I did see that some people were a little upset with how he said that. But I, I mean I don't think he could have really said that any uh, any more respective, respectably, respectable. That was the most respectable way you could say it. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, I think that's the most respectable way that um, Jack could have said that was nice catching up to, I mean, he caught up to one of the greatest of all time in the sport. So good good job by, by Jet to be able to do that. 
And uh, yeah, it was nice to see Eli Tomac didn't drop so far down like he did the week before in Detroit. And so, um, yeah, Hunter, top five, getting fifth. I did hear it was the first time two brothers have ever gotten a top five in the same main event in the 450 class. So the Lawrence brothers out here making history already with, obviously we all know how good Jet has been over past summer, going undefeated, and now winning two races, and he's got the red plate back. It's nice to see Hunter. Hopefully he can keep getting, He's he's been getting pretty decent starts. He got a good one in his heat race. Hopefully he can keep getting good ones coming up here. But I mentioned this guy a little bit earlier. Justin Barsha. He struggled big time. He got 18th in the main event. And that's just not the bam bam we were expecting to see. It was real interesting just because I was watching watching the race on TV. And then I just kind of I was watching the scoring and timing. Timing and scoring, whatever it's called. And it just kind of caught my eye at one point that, holy smokes, like, Barsha can't be that far back, can he? And turns out that is exactly what happened. And um, it could have been a team thing because Ryder D... In the, in the 250 main event, came in 22nd. Is that true? He had to have gone down or something. Did I miss something with Ryder Francisco? Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I can't find, can't find anything, um crazy that happened with Barsha oh okay I'm reading here Ryder D crashed and had to um and was unable to keep going in the race but yeah it seemed like Barsha just struggled all all day long he was three seconds back in qualifying, sixth in his heat race, and then used uh, eleventh at one point in the main, early on lap three, and then crashed and dropped all the way back to eighteenth. And so he's fifty fifty four points back of Jet Lawrence in the championship. So. Yeah, I think he he might just about be out of this as well. But looking at the points now, Jorge Prado is still 14th in points. Interesting. Right above Christian Craig. Christian Craig is. He's He's been struggling. He's been on the struggle bus. Just 
He's been to every race. It's just, it's a deep, deep field. And so, yeah, that's a that's a tough one for the whole Troy Lee Designs Gas Gas team over there for Justin Barsha. And um, obviously on the complete other side, the X-Star Progressive Suzuki team, Ken Roxon, they're all partying. And then um, Jet Lawrence underneath that Honda truck is, they're happy too getting that red plate back. And being the points leader going off into this, I'm sure much needed break with Jet's rookie season in the 450s and Hunter's rookie season in the 450s. Not used to going 17 rounds every race. So I'm sure they're happy about that. It'll make them give them some rest, you know, figure some things out for Hunter. Even though the last couple weeks it does seem like he was able to turn around a little bit. So hoping for Hunter to be able to go on the go on an upswing here going into the off week before they come back in two weeks to Arlington where we get the East, 250 East back. So that, that just yeah, just about wraps it up here for the Glendale recap, but then we'll get into a little a little preview for the um, for the Arlington round that I mentioned is going to be coming up in two weeks here on the 24th. I haven't seen the schedule yet, so they haven't they haven't shared that. So I'm not sure if the 450s are going to be going first, like they have been the last couple weeks, or if we're going to go back to 250s first and so like I said I know I know a couple guys have come out and said what they've said on it Chase came out and said he wishes it went back uh, RJ Hampshire said that there's good racing in the 250 class so they can send them out first and it's not going to affect viewership which I can agree on because I mean the 250 heat races were this past weekend at least they were a lot closer and there's more action going on in them than the 450 heat races were so it's going to be interesting to see the schedule that we have going on and it is nice to see the entry list although it is early for Arlington Jeremy Martin is on the on the entry list so he's going to be able to come back McAdoo, hopefully he's going to keep his pants together and race. And then your points leader, Austin Forkner. How is the old veteran going to, how is he going to be with getting the red plate for the first time in what seems like forever for him? He's going to be going to the second round. Hopefully, I say all this hopefully, knock on wood. He's going to be going to his second round for the first time in two years. So, hopefully Forkner with this new look on life is going to be able to give us another good show 
in Arlington like he did in um, Detroit. And on this early entry list, we have number it goes in uh, goes in number order here. We have number thirty-seven Max Anstey and number thirty-nine Pierce Brown. That means there is no number 38 Hayden Deegan quite yet on the list. I'm sure he's looking to get revenge for what happened to him in Detroit. Even though it was no one's fault. Even though he does think it was Tom Vial's fault. Who will be there? Tom Vial. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No, you're going to call Tom Vial if you want something crazy to happen. In Supercross. But looking at this track map here, um, I was just talking about it. Deegan and Vial, kind of the first turn crash. Short start straight to a 90 degree left hand turn is what we had in Detroit. And I'm not sure if they're going to change it up, but right now we have a short start straight going into a 100 no like an 85 degree left hand turn so it's basically just copy and paste of Detroit start which created that mass chaos to copy and paste what we have here in Arlington so and of course no dragons back whoops Limited to nine, but on this track map from before the season, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve whoops that were built in to the track map. And obviously, now we're only going to get nine because of safety, and that's why we don't get the dragons back. So, yeah, like I said, no sand section. So. It doesn't seem too much bigger than Detroit, to be honest. And then, um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get to Arlington in a couple weeks here to get us some good, good racing. Yeah, and I'm looking at the difference between the Detroit start and the Arlington start, and it is just absolute copy and paste that's the same start it looks like about the same distance too so who knows if we're going to get absolute mass chaos again in the 250s the older 450 guys seem like they're able to handle it a little bit better in Detroit so real interesting to see what we have when we get to Arlington in Jerry's world so yeah I think that uh that just about wraps us up here for our Glendale recap and then a and a little look ahead oh prediction let's make let's make some predictions for Arlington even though it's way too early um 250 or should we start with 450 I kind of want to say Hayden Deegan for 250 just because I I feel like he's going to be a little, a little angry after what happened in Detroit. 
but I don't know. I don't. Forkner looked pretty fast. Yeah, I think Deegan's going to win, to be honest. He's got to win. If he wants to stay in this championship fight, he's going to have to win. So, I got Hayden Deegan. Your, I'm going to guess he's going to be your winner in Arlington. And then, I think the week off is really going to help out a couple guys here in the 450 class. Uh, Sexton resting a little bit. Eli hopefully getting a little bit more fitness. And then um, Hunter figuring out the 450 a little bit better. And then Jason, just hopefully he can do what he's been doing. With that being said, I picked this guy to win the championship. You got to win races to win the championship. So I'm going to pick Chase Sexton to win in Arlington. So you got Deegan, congrats, you won 250 Arlington. Chase Sexton, congrats, you won 450 Arlington. Also, Last week, I think I went over two, but that's besides the point. That part does not matter. So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Like always, go on um, X, talking underscore moto. Give it a follow. Give it some likes. Give it some uh, repost, especially the uh, the podcast post. So, I appreciate it. And then. Uh, No episode next week with not having a Supercross race next week. So we'll be back in two weeks, just like Supercross is. So I will see you then. Goodbye.